Do you guys want to learn more about the secrets of this world? Do you want to have a platform to learn these things? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Wide Radio, a podcast which talks about very real-world situations that you might know are critical. My name is Gary, and my co-host name is... Rahul Raut. And we offer you insights and gems of information where we discuss about the secrets of this world and how to survive through it uh, using spirituality and ultimate awareness. And uh, for today's podcast, we also have another guest for you. And I'm going to introduce him. uh, So, Amano realized early on that in order to pursue his dreams, he had to make uh, several huge sacrifices with his family and friends. As the previous co-host of a tech radio show called Tech360 Nigeria, in which uh, he managed to blog for a total of five years, in which three years was from his own blog uh, called The Imagination. He also served as a senior editor for Mobility Arena, which is Nigeria's largest tech blog. Right now, he currently manages a YouTube channel called Geekception with over 21,000 subscribers and has been doing it for just a little over five years. Welcome, Emmanuel. so long how are you it's nice to be here and thank you so much uh gary thank you so much rahul and it's a pleasure yeah i mean um we've been yeah we've been going back and forth um you know i remember like last year i've been asking you and asking you and you're busy and stuff and uh i've been busy so i mean right now you're here we are here and uh thank you for actually taking the time to be on this uh episode with us actually thank you very much hey no thank you for having me man and you know like i remember when you asked me to be on here and our calendars did not synchronize for a long time but hey we are here now that's the most important thing it's yeah, yeah. like an honor to be here yes thank finally so we are guys. doing it yes yeah. indeed yeah. yes indeed yes finally okay um so so tell me tell me about yourself like Amano, like um like where are you from? I I mean, I know you're from Nigeria, but like, you know, what made you actually come to Malaysia, I would say, to actually further your studies? Why not do your studies in Nigeria? All right. So funny story. I was actually in college from Nigeria, but I actually dropped out to come here. But before that happened, um, I remember when I was, um, you know, so like before getting to college in Nigeria, Rahul, you're in India, so you must probably know about yeah. NIIT. You you know about NIIT? Yes. yes. So I went yeah. to NIIT in 2009, right. where I studied Are Java. Right? So, 
yeah 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 so i used to be a java developer a long time ago right so like oh, for me i've always loved tech for quite a long time and i've been doing it for what 12 13 years now so mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when i got into college eventually because i took like a three-year gap year by the time i got into college i discovered that the the what do you call it what they teach in nigerian university because i was in a computer science student was very very outdated and you know me having gone to nit uh, i was a blogger so i used to go to all of these events you know that was when the startup scene in nigeria really started so i met all the people from microsoft from you know facebook from google i knew all of these guys i mean i still know all of these guys so like i was my worldview was really expanded so by the time i you know went to to college and what they were teaching was like i mean for non-tech viewers it was it's really old for tech viewers uh, uh they were teaching us uh, fortran and cobol programming languages mm-hmm. which is really old yeah, right already. so yeah so then i decided you know what i want to you know, I want to drop out and I, I think I can do my own stuff. And at that time I was 19. Then I remember I'd already been doing my own stuff. I already had my own business. I was already, you know, the senior editor for mobility. I had my own radio thing. So I was pretty confident that, you know what, if I drop out, I think I'll be fine, you know? So I told my mom and um, uh, if you think Asian parents are something, you've not seen African parents. And my mom is like, nope, you're not dropping out of college, okay? You're staying in college. Yeah. Like uh, what she said was, Ima, if you leave this, uh, uh, if you leave your school just uh, you're no longer my son i mean okay maybe it's a dramatization oh, maybe it's oh, a dramatization but you get the point it was yeah. that bad right so i had to stay yeah, in college we, for one more year understand that. yeah right so i had to stay in college for one more year which um spoiler alert i really didn't you know that was when i used to go blogging and i used to cover events and my school was about let's say for scale about four hours away from the city so i used to you know get on a bus in the morning five o'clock four hours in the bus go to the city cover the events or go to whatever uh, hackathon there was then four hours take the bus back and come back so it was like that for like almost a year right so then when af- a year after my mom saw me and she was like, actually Emmanuel you're not happy so uh, what do you want to do then I said okay you know what before I was willing to drop out and maybe perhaps pursue something but now I want to travel out and I, I know what is possible out there so I want to travel out then she says okay Emmanuel where do you want to go I said I want to go to Malaysia she said why and you know that brought me down memory lane again because when i was a kid and i used to play like video games i i used to love video games right Mm -hmm. then um i had the original microsoft uh, xbox the og one the big one right so if you flip it over it's actually made i saw made in malaysia there and that surprised me i was like what malaysia makes game consoles now so that kind of stuck in my head you know Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah then when it was time for me to actually make a decision to travel out for some reason that whole memory just came to my mind and i was like yeah malaysia and you know started applied for the visa uh made the application online got accepted you know uh, applied for everything and a year later i was here so that's pretty much how i came to malaysia wow that's yeah, like nice man, nice. because of a gaming wow. console you decided to come to malaysia guys you heard it here first yeah so you didn't have influence of other people over you you just decided by yourself yeah i decided by myself because at that stage i was uh pretty i mean i've always been such a uh, i've always i would say been an independent person so even when i was like 17 18 i'd already started working with my own blog and then by the time i started writing for other people so from a very young age i've always been very independent so if i have my mind made up generally i go on to do it so at that 
stage mm-hmm. i sort of had my mind made already so it was more of like okay uh where, where how much do we need okay what are the processes what do i need to do what do i need to you know uh, fulfill and the moment that was done that was it it was set so of course my mom did have people that told her you know your son is already in university let him finish there first then maybe he can mm-hmm. do masters abroad and then i was like nope 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 yeah so i was just pretty stubborn i would say but that's the quality man you need uh, to get into this kind of stuff you know entrepreneurial spirit definitely definitely because the thing is uh, nobody is going to build your dream for you at least uh, yeah, nobody yeah. would start Absolutely. building your dream for you right so you have to i mean which this advice again is not like a you know one size fits all uh, uh, advice definitely but i would say you still have to sort of make the first step and it's different for a lot of people but it usually involves you being convinced of what you're capable of even if technically you're not capable of anything yet if that makes sense yeah. It's like uh, hmm, that's quite powerful thought. It's like thanks for sharing, man. Through. At the it's, time you were started, uh, who was your inspirational, like who you look up to at that time when you started blogging? Uh, so, what was your uh, inspiration at that time? Actually, to be honest, I I did not have anybody that inspired me, and I think that is down to the kind of person I am. I'm not really someone who looks up to a lot of people, like very mm-hmm. rarely. So mm-hmm. I would say it all came from a place of uh, a place of curiosity, right? So I remember oh, going to okay. a blog. I remember going to a blog in 2008 or 2007. I am not sure. And when I went to the blog, uh, the the blog spot address was gave me an error, and it told me like, okay, this blog does not exist. And um, but if you want to create it, you can create a blog with the same name. And that was revolutionary for me because up until that moment, I, I'm not sure about India or Malaysia, but uh, it was very expensive to have a website. So. When I saw that, like, what you can just have a blog just like that for free, so that curiosity got me, and I just created a blog which I forgot about like very quickly. But that was sort of like the first taste, and I didn't really play with it for like a year after that until when I was like, okay, you know what? I want to try this thing because I've always been the guy in my area which people always ask me about all this tech stuff, and I've always been good with technology. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna put it out there for anybody that wants to find out, and that's how I pretty much started. And before you knew it, like, you know, I used to go on Twitter. Because we use Twitter more in Nigeria than Facebook, so I used to go on Twitter at that time and see all these uh, people that were doing great things in tech in Nigeria, and you know it was really funny because I used to see them from afar and. Before you know it, I was having conversations with them. Before you know it, they were asking me for opinions, and it was just a wonderful thing to go from someone who sees it from the outside to someone who actually experiences it, like you know, right there in the in the front seat. So I would say it was a combination of just curiosity and just hey, let me see how far this can go, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I see. All right, yeah. so let's continue with your story. We're gonna ask more about these things, but let's uh, continue with your story. So uh, after coming to Malaysia, uh, how was your feeling? How is you? Uh, what you're thinking for your future? And uh, what was the reality for you? So let's go with that. Um, well, so I'll say after I came to Malaysia, um, it was a very horrible time for me personally because um, you would think. I mean, I left Nigeria. I mean, by mm-hmm. myself. 
choosing to come here my parents did not force me nobody forced me right so i came here on my own and you know yes. when i started the it degree in help and then i you know doing all the courses and everything i mean i tried as much as possible got the di's and everything and you know tried to keep that gpa above 3.5 and all of that but mm -hmm. i discovered very very quickly that actually i did not like like i did not see myself doing this forever you know so like all the passion i had back home and all the drive i had i discovered that when i actually started studying it in college i i did not have any of that and i felt horrible like i remember feeling so lost and feeling like you know what is my what is my purpose in life like i mean if i am not without technology then what am i and you know it was a very trying period of time and then you have to couple that with the fact that i did not go home and in fact i have not gone home in like uh what is it five years now five six years i i'm not even sure at all again so, yeah so i'm not going home. <laughs> yeah not even once so if you put all of that together end of 2013 when i came it was a really really trying period for me and like it was hard it was hard so basically all the jobs i had back home i lost almost everything because i wasn't there anymore and you know i had to be online to be able to keep in touch with people and i really couldn't because malaysia is seven hours ahead of nigeria so i would say it was a very trying period in time for me and um i remember taking a a, a course um a subject mm -hmm. uh, multimedia uh with flash then I, i'm sure now they do it with probably maybe animate or something but then it was with flash miss dewi she's one of the lecturers yeah 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 back then so, uh, you know even websites to use the flash yes 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 so i remember taking that with uh, one uh, actually just two other people in class because nobody wanted to take multimedia so i remember taking it with uh, one guy badia i don't know if you guys met him iranian guy so um took the class with Bardia and Bardia was like this badass programmer right so he had already done his first engineering degree in Iran so coming to help to do IT it was like nothing for him so this guy was really really smart and he did all the flash programming and everything so I was tasked with doing the videos like okay we need a video for the flash when you click on the button it shows you an interview with the lecturers when you click on the bu another button it shows you interview with the students and everything so I did the video and while doing the video I actually discovered that Wow, I actually like doing this. Like this is something I enjoy doing. Like, you know, it was it was very like it, it, I I could see the video before I even made it, you know? So like I could anticipate what was going to happen before it happened and that was fantastic because in a long time I I don't really felt alive and this was towards the end of 2013. So 2014 came and I did really didn't do anything until I saved up money to buy my my laptop. It was a gaming laptop then and you know I dropped 6k on it in 2014 which is a lot of money. Yeah, uh, yeah I remember. <laughs> yeah. So I dropped 6k on it and I went to queue in line 10 hours waiting for it because I thought it was available because it was at a road show but uh, it wasn't available at KLCC in Malaysia here. It was not available so i had to wait 10 hours in line for it i waited 10 hours i got back home at like 1 a.m in the morning after leaving home at like 9 a.m i got to home 1 a.m the next morning right so when i got to my room i looked at myself and i, I asked myself like are you going to do all of this just to play games and i was like okay you know what i've been talking about doing this video thing for a while and talking about you know mm -hmm. starting something new you know what i'm just going to start it so I, i i did not have a camera i just uh, called one of my friends she had a camera you know i told her if you love me and i know you love me because you're my friend you're going to borrow me your camera so give me your camera and she borrowed me her camera 2 a.m in the morning shot the first video 
I was up all night on a new laptop, mind you, not playing games, but <laughs> learning how what is edited, how do I edit. Sat there for another what ten hours, easy, straight. Uh, edited the video, pushed it out, and went to sleep. And the rest, as they say, is history when it comes to you know content creation and all of that. But I would say yes, 2014 was a very pivotal year. 2013, end of 2013, 2014 was a very pivotal year for me because that was when I was the most lost in this country. That was when I felt the most isolated and that was also when I discovered, you know, a greater purpose in being able to create something that, you know, like, you know, it goes from concept to idea to reality and yeah. I can see the end product, which is really fantastic. Yeah. 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 Even back in the yeah, days, you know, when I came to help uni and, uh, hello? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Guys, you heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, borrow okay. your friend's camera uh, to back... start a YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. Just, just do it. Just yeah. do it. Just do it, boys. Okay. Uh, you know, even uh, Emmanuel, like when I came to help you, I always see you, you, you uh, keep on working with the cameras, learning new things. Whenever you try, you upload it to Facebook, you, you know, like your 360 pictures and all. I still remember yeah. that. But I, I was never uh, able to communicate with you because I, I was interested, but I feel like, okay, um, maybe uh, it's not the right time. But I always see that you are doing something, you know, and that's really intrigued me towards uh, uh, this interview and yeah. uh, we're going to talk more about it so that's the advice just do it uh, friends uh, get started whatever you want to do in your career just start it don't think uh, anything else just get started all right then um, so how was uh, what yeah. makes you you started the blog for what make, uh, you started for fame for uh, do you want to give your opinion or for money actually it was none of that it was just like mostly i was bored like seriously like i was bored i was like what 14 15 so i was really bored and uh i i we lived like really isolated back then so we lived literally in the middle of nowhere there was nothing to do and i have someone who i could at that time and even up until now i mean now it's normal but at that time i could be on the internet for like seven eight hours and this is like <laughs> 2006 2007 yeah. so it was really expensive to be online for that long but i was that kind of a person yeah. that i'm always online i'm always searching for this i'm always searching for that how to do this how to do that so i sort of had all those tips you know how to you know before uh, and even now you know there is arguments you can enter on google right like the and or yeah, you can yeah. use the parentheses and all of that so i learned how to use all of those how to search for stuff so i became really really uh, adept at you know looking for stuff and finding new information and when i would go outside i would discover that i actually knew what many people didn't right and when i was at nit then my mom is a mm -hmm. my mom is a doctor she's a medical doctor retired now but at that time uh, they were on strike right so my mom wasn't working and that was when i got into nit so it got really difficult for us to pay the bills right so and i I remember then when I was at NIT, I used to be the guy that, you know, I used to hang out around even when I did not have my programming classes. I used to just hang around and, you know, teach people this and interact with my instructors. And so there was this guy who saw me and I was like, yo, Emmanuel, you know, I, I heard you have a blog. Can you create a blog for me? I want to put up all my music stuff there and i said yeah sure i mean it's easy all you need to go is to blogger.com and you know create a blog and he was like no i don't want to do it i want you to do it and i was like well i'm hungry so um can you pay me to do it and i said <laughs> give me 50 yeah. ringgit and he said yeah okay i'll give it to you here 50 ringgit do it for me and i was like wait that's what? your first project 
no really like i i told him like what i'm literally telling you how to do it like go to blogger.com create your new blog it's literally free you don't have to pay me he was like no but i don't want to do it i want you to do it you can do it and i have money take my money and do it for me and that was the moment it sort of clicked in my head that okay maybe this mm. is not just for fun only right maybe i can actually make something from it but at that stage i would say i'd already been doing like tech for couple of maybe one two years already so yeah. money was not really the driving factor fame was not really the driving factor it's basically that for me i sort of i obsess over things i i like especially activities i like so every little way i can learn more i can do more even when it comes to videos even when it comes to photos when i was taking photos i would always make sure i do it over and over and over again which is why i mean on my channel now i've produced over like i would say 550 almost 600 videos right and congratulations man congratulations hey, for that so i'm still learning i'm still learning i mean every video i make yeah. i'm looking at a video right now and it's still it's like i'm shooting a video for the first time so for me i always obsess over stuff like that so the more i learned the more i was able to use that and as a side effect i noticed that i was getting to fame i mean uh, i'm not the most famous person in nigeria but in 2016 i was actually in the top 100 people in technology in the whole nigeria and for wow. Perspective Nigeria is yeah. thanks man and for perspective Nigeria is 200 million people so I would say yeah very very exclusive club and you know even when on my Facebook for example I have more than a thousand almost two thousand friend requests from my time when I was a blogger and you know so it's it, it was crazy especially at a young age to be able to get exposed to all these things which was what sort of gave me that idea that you know what maybe there is more to life right maybe there is more to life than just staying here and I mean I was making good money i was making good money that you know i my first uh, android phone was the original samsung galaxy s a couple of years ago right and my second phone was the galaxy note the first one right the og one when it came out so you could tell like at that time i was making enough money to be able to sort of have a lifestyle and i was like what 18 19 then so like for me then that sort of gave me that idea and when i would go to all these events and i'll see all these uh nigerian guys who were working at google and working at microsoft and seeing you know like uh, there's one of my, my big brothers there sahid adepoju he created the first uh african android phone back then right so you know seeing having exposure to all of these people talking to them as an 18 year old i discovered that actually if i wanted to do stuff in life i could you know like like i i saw that it is not impossible you know so that was what gave me sort of that push and i would say fame or money or anything that comes with it for me has always been a side effect right the most important thing for me has always been a quest to refine my skill to get better to shoot better videos to create better stories when it was when i was writing to write better to be able to have more engagement to be able to you know come across and uh, speak my mind very clearly yes yeah wow. yeah most of the people get into blogging because they want to tell their opinion you know yeah. and that's what i like about it because everybody has different opinion and they can put a different uh they can portray their opinion to the world and that's what i like about this blogging yeah. yes indeed yes indeed yeah. definitely yeah uh, i mean no, I all right gary yeah. i want to ask you because um, yeah. you said you have not gone back to nigeria for quite some time uh, yes indeed ever since 2013 right yep so i want to know like um other than you know the so-called video calls in which you have with your family how do you actually cope with not actually um going back to nigeria to see your close friends and family 
like uh, what do you do that that is interesting because for me even when i was back home i was uh, i was not really a very social person which uh, many of my malaysian friends i'm sure would disagree with me on this but i was actually a loner you know and even up until now even though yes i do have such a sort of i would say a social skill now but i spend most of my time alone and even when i was home with my mom and sister like uh, i never really came out of my room so i was the typical geek who was always in his room i never came out i only came out to eat or even brought the food to my room and i was with my computer i think he ran windows 98 back then before upgrading to 2000 and xp so like i was i've always been sort of isolated and even when i was in college i think all my college i only spoke to like what four people my whole uh, sorry high school all my whole high school I only spoke to like four people so i never really spoke at all like I, my my seat was the last seat at the edge at the back you know so i was that kid i never spoke to people so back home i like i mean right now i, I really don't have close friends that i keep in touch with not one and when it comes to family like even when i was home i was not really someone that was like really like you know i i, I don't have a big family i just have my mom and sister so right. when it comes to family provided i can talk to them once in a while i mean my mom calls me every single day which i appreciate but for me if i can talk to them once in a while i'm really fine because even when i was home the only difference is that when i was home i was in my room but here the only difference is that i'm in my room in a different country but if i were home anyways i'll probably still be in my room you know mm, right right i see okay that's um that's pretty interesting because um many people actually tend to i mean other than uh people who are isolated they actually tend to cope with something else but uh, yeah. anyways, like, cause back then you were doing like blog tech reviews, right? So you're writing down uh, yeah, yeah, tech yeah. reviews and all that. And um, when you when you came here, you actually got into tech events. If I'm not mistaken. Oh no 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 no! I, I've I've been going to tech events for a long time since yeah. I think twenty. 20- since 2010 yeah um, so nine years explain like explain to me like um what what made you uh go to these tech events from 2010 and then even continuing this journey uh, to to malaysia as well I would say mostly for me it was the fact that uh, it was fantastic that, you know, like I used to be able to talk to people online and I, I remember being able to, being able to just uh, on Twitter, it was very accessible. And even up until now in Nigeria, Twitter is still pretty accessible where you can just tweet at someone and you will get a reply, I mean, eventually. And, you know, I used to talk to all of these tech guys and all these tech gurus and all the people uh-huh. that worked at all these uh, uh, big tech firms. And then, you know, there was, uh, I think the event that changed everything was the Google Nigeria. So Google usually has like G days. I'm not sure about Malaysia. They probably do have for Malaysia as well. So G days are usually two to three days of, uh, you know, Google conferences where they talk about their products. So blogger back then, blogger, uh, uh, Google talk, uh, you know, they used to talk about, uh, uh, what do you call it, search, algorithms, YouTube was something new then. I remember going to the launch of YouTube Nigeria in 2011 back then. So, you know, it was a opportunity for Google to actually talk to the developer community and the media, tech media then. So as a developer and media then, 
I was at the intersection and then I had age and I had time on my hands, right? So I used that opportunity. Like I remember wanting to go for my first event. I think it was uh, 2010 and I was what, 20, I know I was uh, 17 then. And my mom, I mean, take into account, it was on the island in Lagos and Lagos State is, uh, Lagos is a state in Nigeria and I lived in another state, Ogun State, right? So from Ogun State to Lagos State is four hours and then from Lagos State itself to the island is like another one, two hours because of the jam. So six hours and I had to convince my mom who is really protective that, okay, let me go to this event six hours away and you know my mom sort of i don't know how i was able to convince her but she let me go and you know i, I started meeting a lot of people i started going to more events i started you know getting to know more people and i would say from there on i got access right so let's say um uh, there's a streaming platform called iroko tv so it's a streaming platform for nigerian and african movies so any nigerian movie or african movie you see on netflix is licensed from these guys right so i met the ceo and yeah I met the CEO 2010, you know. I actually know the CEO, like he's on my Facebook friends list and, you know, the head of Google, yeah, the head of Google EMEA, so that's uh, uh, what do you call it, East, uh, what do you call it, East Africa, Middle East region, Middle East, uh, MENA, Middle East, North Africa and EMEA, uh, I forgot, Europe, Middle East, Africa, so like the head of all of that is on my Facebook, so I have so many people like this because I met them that time when everybody was sort of still growing up and you know so all those connections still today i still use all those connections and some jobs i've gotten here or some people i've met here is from those connections and for me i would say it was an opportunity it it, it really opened up my viewpoint like as a 17 year old kid i saw like you know what actually if i wanted to achieve something i can achieve it you know like if i say oh one day i want to be abroad and i want to be doing this i can do that and if i say one day i want to have my blog be the top in the world i can do that so it sort of gave me that push I needed when it came to understanding that I was not limited to my geography right and yeah since then even events here as well I've gone to lots of events here in Malaysia and it's 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 pretty much been the same it's always getting to know people getting to know people in the industry and I would say it's a fantastic way especially as a new person and someone new to the industry to sort of get to know how things work and how things operate you know So uh, let me correct me if I'm wrong. It's more towards a self-realization rather than inspiration in which you can do these things, right? Yes, correct. Right, right. That's very interesting because um, not many people actually have your drive in which uh, you actually have this thing in which it's like it's like a road, you know, and you can see yeah. that road up until the end. Not many people have have that road it's more like you know it's foggy and then they need like uh, inspirations to actually help them but uh, really kudos to you 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 really have that vision i guess if you say so hey thanks man thanks man i mean at that moment believe me it did not look like a vision it just looked like every other day believe me yeah definitely i mean because you live day to day you don't you don't see the whole future in front of you yes indeed yes uh another question i have like because you did your tech reviews on blog first, so it's writing, yeah. right? Yeah. What actually inspired you other than that multimedia class to actually start tech reviews on video? So basically the birth of Geekception, what actually made you shift your media towards video? 
Uh, well, it's not as glamorous as perhaps your listeners would think, but mm. I would say it was. I was depressed. Like I was really depressed because okay, imagine this, right? Uh, coming from Nigeria, where I was doing like what four different, five different things, multiple sources of income, multiple opportunities to really, really improve myself. Leaving all of that, flying to Malaysia, starting school, and just come out of my room, go to school, come back to my room, come out of my room, go to school, come back to my room. So imagine that. So that really hit me hard. And as someone who created a lot in the time I was in Nigeria and coming here and doing nothing, it drove me crazy, right? Like I, I needed something to do and not doing anything. I, you know, I, I, I would say I was at a very, very low point where I felt really, really useless where, you know, it was like, what, what am I doing? You know, like, what am I doing? I know I can do something, but you're not doing anything, which is even more frustrating. So by the time I saw, oh, you know, video is cool and it's nice. And I saw a taste of that. Then I didn't do it for another three months. And then I'd always, you know, like I remember then I started Geekception with uh, my friend Shankar. Uh, so Shankar then, you know, we used to go to his room and would watch reviews and we'll watch all the tech videos. And, you know, I remember telling him like, yo, you know, let's do something. And we'll be like, yeah, 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 let's do something. And, you know, it would just end there, just like almost every discussions we have with our friends right so it kept on happening like that over and over and over until that night where i bought my laptop and i sort of talked some sense to myself where i was like are you going to spend all this money and i remember then because i did not really have a lot of money when i came to malaysia right so i saved up so many from the even the little money i had to buy that laptop that when i got the laptop i was like yo what are you doing why are you wasting like why why would you you know sort of waste all this money just to consume stuff you know mm-hmm. like what what are you doing you know so that was yeah. that sort of so combine that the, the depressive state i was in with like frustration at myself i was just like you know what all right i'm just gonna do it you know i don't know what i'm doing i have no idea but all right i'm just gonna go for it i don't know what is going to be the result but you know what i i i i'm not thinking too much about it and that was literally what i just did i just right. went in blind totally because it was a combination of frustration depression anger and just not feeling very good about myself you know so maybe it's not the inspirational oh yeah you know one day i decided that you know i was going to change my life you know it, it was not like that it was pretty much just ah what am i doing with my life ah i don't want to be a waste then i just you know just decided to go for it yeah so uh did the youtube actually uh, channel actually uh, i would say help with your depression uh definitely most definitely mm-hmm. it was one of the things that sort of gave me a structure so 2014 was when i actually started going to the gym right. and i started taking like i started like actually shooting videos and like for me like i said like every single time i am in an opportunity to learn something it, it, it's the most amazing feeling ever because i am doing hours and hours of research and you know trying new techniques and new gear and i don't know if you guys remember but when i first got my camera then i used to take photos for help because every opportunity I would get I would always go and take photos and take photos and photos and because I was trying to get used to cameras because before I came to Malaysia I'd only touched a DSLR I think once in my life so I did not have a lot of experience so anywhere I could get experience I just did it I just you know took photos I mm. took videos I kept on doing stuff and you know I would say that that gave me something to do that sort yeah. of felt a gap I had in my life yeah. and like the more I did it the more I got good at it and I, I mean on 
like now where let's say i can actually get uh, uh devices from manufacturers now at that time nobody sent me anything so i literally had to borrow stuff from my friend i remember yeah. the first uh, uh phone review i did i borrowed a phone from anthony who was a student then to people who are listening he's okay, now anthony, a lecturer yeah. at help i believe yeah, yeah so then he borrowed me already. his uh oh really yeah he's left Oh, okay so yeah. uh at, at least at that time it was a student as yeah, well so he time, had a yeah. redmi yeah he had a redmi 2 i believe and you know i borrowed it from him or redmi 1 i think redmi 1s yes i bought it from him i i took the camera not even my camera my friend's camera at that stage because at that time i did not even have a camera because i spent all my money on my laptop so i had literally no money for a couple of months so you know i borrowed my friend's camera i took it to the department and shot the whole video in the it department you know of help university and you know it was just that it was just oh do you have this phone can i borrow your iphone can i shoot it oh you have uh, i remember johnny he's in australia now i brought his uh, lenovo laptop you know took it to the hostel and shot it there so it was a, a whole bunch of experimentation and shooting and i remember telling my friend who had a camera then alistair we took a camera we went to the msi roadshow in uh, in uh, uh what do you call it in uh, loyat and i remember they, that day i was like so scared you know it was the first time i was shooting outside it was so weird for me people are looking at me what is going to happen i was sweating i was nervous my voice was shaky but i did it anyways and you know it was just a whole lot of first you know first time shooting outside then i went to mid valley then i shot at mid valley then i interviewed the head of design at msi at mid valley how just asking him hey can i shoot you for an interview and he was like yeah sure why not and even it was a lot of first a lot of shooting outside shooting inside shooting everywhere and it was just a lot of things that really kept me occupied that by the time i discovered what i was doing i was already like into it so much i already had let's say you know quite a bit of uh, subscribers and it was nice you know it gave me something to do i would say mm okay that's that's really nice uh guys you heard it here first uh, start a youtube channel <laughs> to cure your depression <laughs> uh, maybe not everybody but yes <laughs> if that works for you then definitely go for it yeah definitely yeah all right let's lighten up some mood not talk about depression and all okay manuel are you ready for some game we're gonna play a rapid fire game I'm all right ask sure. a few questions all right android or ios <laughs> <laughs> Both. Both. All right. What do you think about Adobe Premiere versus Final Cut Pro? Who do you like Final, to edit with? Final Cut Pro, definitely. I mean, I'm actually on Final Cut Pro right now. It's it definitely, it's literally in front of me. And as someone who edited on Final Cut for uh, on Premiere Pro for four years, Final yeah. Cut is so much better. Yeah, it's so faster, right? I heard yes. it from a lot of reviewers too. Yes, so much faster. Like, I mean, I'm I'm literally scrolling through 4K footage right now, and it's scrolling like it's nothing. Like this kind not happen with Premiere Pro. Never. Next question. All right, then. What uh, What are your views on budget or flagship killer? Who you choose? Uh, depending because the on price range is not that much, but just a yeah. little bit. Uh, yeah. So what do you think? Budget or flagship killer like OnePlus and recently a Poco phone. So what do you think? Is it, is it really a budget uh, flag, flagship killer? Or is it just like they are, uh, you know, diverting the media or customers to just uh, get the hype? Uh, I would say they are worth it. Uh, uh, OnePlus maybe not because OnePlus I don't think is a budget killer anymore because it's literally priced like a flagship now. Yeah. But yeah. Pocophone, Pocophone definitely. Like I mean, I'm I've used Pocophone for a while and up until recently I was still using a Pocophone and definitely team Pocophone. Pocophone is amazing. So flagship killer, yes. 
All right. And now, what do you think? You talked about you use Pocophone. Are you okay with the Xiaomi putting ads on their phones, like in their system apps? What do you think? Um, definitely not okay with it. But I think It's at that price point, I mean, you got to make sacrifices somewhere. And if they are making that huge cut of the price up front, then I think it's within their rights as a business to recoup it back somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think they should tell in the presentation first that okay, you're getting this device, and we're gonna give you the ads for free to make some money. I'm not really sure they should tell because I'm pretty sure if you check out their terms of service for perhaps maybe their MIUI or maybe their Mi account, you can probably see yeah. it in there somewhere. So I think yeah, I mean definitely when it comes to facing the consumer, maybe yes, the the disclosure should be. a little bit better but as a business i don't see them they, they don't have to explain themselves because i mean they're selling that phone like really really cheap something's got to give somewhere yeah yeah i i understand okay uh, what do you think about in one sentence if you can tell uh, where's the future of tech for the phones especially I think the future of tech is no tech, right? The future of tech is where everything is super integrated, where I will probably not need a physical device anymore, right? Where maybe perhaps there's augmented reality or interfaces yeah. like let's say Google yeah. now, yes, AR or Google now, Amazon Echo, things that get out of your way and you can just you know use the technology without a medium, you know? I think mm-hmm. that's where tech is heading to. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what do you think about foldable phones? Like recently, there are uh, Samsung launches. Uh, therefore, uh, you know, they showcase it in the CES and other events. They are foldable phones. What do you think about that? Uh, is there right uh, fit for this uh, time period that we are living? Is good to launch this kind of products? I would say it's nice to see an alternative. I'm still not convinced about a Poco phone and about a foldable phone, but mm-hmm. I would say let's see where it goes because that's how technology usually is, right? When a new category is coming up, it usually looks very shaky at the beginning, but eventually it gets. I mean, it it self corrects itself. So I would say it's definitely something to look out for. All right, and here's the last question. Like, you know, what do you think? Some people just give their opinion without having a device in their hand, and yeah. they become like tech reviewer. What yeah. do you agree with that opinion? Do you support this kind of thing? What do you think about it? Can you give me your thoughts? I would say, well. Um... do what is comfortable for you and for some people that is what comes naturally to them i personally mm-hmm. uh the only reason why i make videos and i think with this i have actually lost different kinds of uh, job opportunities before is i make videos that i want to watch right so i make videos that i will be comfortable watching because i think the first video i made was about my laptop because literally there was no video online about that specific model of the laptop right so when i make my videos i always tend to make videos that i if i if i had this product what question will i have and what answers will i want to give right so that's sort of how i take my own review angle but i also realize that many people have different kinds of uh, angles that they pursue and there is no right way to do it provided it's something you're comfortable with i'll say go for it even if i don't necessarily agree with it all right okay uh thanks for sharing your views that was great no worries no worries thank you so much <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so Gary, you have something? Yeah, I do actually. Um, can you tell the audience like um, 
to actually uh, make it simple for them. What are the top uh, lessons or uh, learnings that you have learned over your your long tech journey of I would say thirteen years? Yeah. Yeah. What What are the top lessons that uh, you have learned in which um, you actually use until today? I would say the most important one is that uh, there is no permanence, so nothing is permanent, right? And uh, right now, uh, I have seen myself, most especially, gone from no audience whatsoever, nobody cares about what I say, to where I am right now, where some people care about what I say, and I've seen the opposite, right? Where some people are like the experts in their field, and then right now there's nothing right so i think one of the things i've learned and i keep learning is that change is very constant and like things while right now uh might not look like it's anything but things sort of evolve and uh we should keep evolving so there is no oh because i've been doing this for x amount of time i have this authority and there's nothing like that because right now there are no barriers right like this is a podcast i'm on where you don't need a record label you don't need a studio you don't need uh, money from you know investors and anything it's just literally get on a call we're able to have this from three different locations in the world and that's it you know it's that so i would say it's always adapting to whatever uh atmosphere i find myself in i think adaptation is the most important thing and never you know never be comfortable in where you are it's almost like okay like when i started all of this there was no video i mean video was like almost zero right and right now i'm doing video and who knows in the future what else i'm going to be doing so it's always a constant thing right so never believe that you've gotten there even for me i don't believe i'm anything special and in fact if anything i i i am very honored to be here because i don't know where your podcast is going to go in the future i don't know how we're going to be able to collaborate in the future and you know everything is always constantly changing you know yeah 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 um yeah uh so what what um would the future what what are you currently looking at for the future what what is it what does it hold for you do you have any plans for the future for especially for the exception or your career wise uh what what are your plans what yeah Honestly, I mean, it would be nice to be able to have all these wonderful plans to tell both of you and to the, the person listening right now. But to be honest, and no bullshit whatsoever, I have no idea, you know? Because if you told me 10 years ago that I will be here in another country, finish my degree, you know, you know, doing stuff that I actually like doing, and which is not even what I anticipated from the beginning, I would have called you crazy, you know? I would have called you mad, like, what, what do you mean? But here I am today doing all of those things. So I would say my expectation of the future is hopefully doing something that gives me joy in in a sense mm-hmm. something that gives me joy in a sense but also realizing that you know like i don't know what the future holds for me i don't know where i'm going to be i don't know what i'm going to be doing but whatever it is definitely i i hope it's something that you know that i enjoy doing and something that i actually find fulfillment in as to what it is specifically maybe it's for exception maybe it is for um video or creation i really have no idea to be honest but i will definitely tell you that i i, I hope it's something <laughs> yeah. that i hope it's something that you I have enjoy the, you have the best plan that you don't have any plan <laughs> definitely you, right right that makes sense doesn't it <laughs> yeah yeah 
uh, okay, so um, to wrap up, can you uh, tell tell the people like where they can actually find you, you know, on social media, YouTube, whatever. So uh, YouTube, it's Geekception, G-E-E-K, Geekception uh, on YouTube. Uh, for social media, I'm more active on Twitter now as opposed to Facebook. I've not really used Facebook and I've, I think I've deleted my Instagram for almost two months now. So I've not used Instagram either. So I would say you can find me on uh, YouTube, Geekception, and on Twitter, if you're inclined, Imagine79. So that's E-M-M-A-G-I-N-E 79. So yes, that is where you can find me online. All right, uh, there you have it, folks. Um, yet another episode with a guest, Emmanuel. Uh, Yo. You can find him on YouTube, Twitter, whatever. Uh, yeah, thank you very much again for your presence. Uh, it was hey, thank you, you guys, for having me. It's uh, yeah. fantastic. Thank you so much yeah. for this opportunity. You know, I, I really, really appreciate it. And definitely, I, I wish you guys bigger things in the, the very, very close future. Yeah. Mm, thanks. Man. Yeah. So, uh, no worries, no. yeah, get another uh, episode of White Radio. Thank you guys for tuning in again, and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you very much.